Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. Did you think about that for a second there? I did. <laughs> for some reason, I was going to say 15 minutes, which it is not. It is, it is 30 minutes. That was, that was a, a, long, a long established habit, though, let's be honest. It was a, yeah, since for some reason, apparently, I'm going back in time. Maybe I'm just thinking about our past. Maybe I'm thinking about things, th- things in the past and looking forward to our future. Well, there was something in the past that was really nice. It was a keyboard for laptops that was really reliable, that everyone pretty much liked, that had an inverted T set of arrow keys and an escape key. I remember those. Those were great. Those yeah. were, I don't want to feel like an old man, though, and talk about the good old days when that's not what we have now. The good thing is we can relive our youth oh. because now there's a 16-inch MacBook Pro and it has a new keyboard. And it's a new keyboard that's a lot like the old keyboards. It's good, but it's even better. Oh, I'm so it is happy. You really like the the old one like i when i saw first first saw pictures of the 16 inch macbook Pro, I, I had this moment of like i thought they were a comparison like between the old like the old <laughs> 50 you know 2015 um macbook pros and the current ones because i had this moment of like wait no that wait, wait no the font's not right wait no there's an there there's a touch bar wait what's going on <laughs> like it was eerily similar in a really good way yeah, I, I feel a lot like the like when they introduced the the new Mac Pro that is actually not quite out yet, but it's about to be out. Um, the the new Mac Pro looks a lot more like the older Mac Pro than the one that it replaces. Yes. And I think in, like the, in this for the new MacBook Pro, the keyboard here is, is a very similar story. Like the keyboard is a lot more like the one two generations ago than the one that it's replacing in this past generation, and that's mostly for similar reasons as the mac pro which is yeah it turns out the the one that was last generation was a bold new direction that made a lot of compromises that a lot of people didn't like or didn't work very well and they're doing the exact same thing now with the laptop they're they're going back to something that is you know much closer in style or in form to the previous one but a modern reimagining of it still so it's still you're still moving forward it doesn't feel like you're just reverting back to the past doesn't feel old it just feels nice again. That is what we've... Oh, oh, I've been wanting this for years. I'm so happy. It's finally just... It's just... The keyboard is just right again. And now we can go back to not thinking about it anymore. And I feel like, too, it's... I mean, and bringing this back even more to development, it's like, it means that your... I think, finally, your development setup away from your home is so much more simplified in a direct way now than it was previously, where you've gone through all manner of just kind of absurd i don't even i mean i mean the, 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 like the the gymnastics you go through to do development outside of your home and not like hate your keyboard and make it drive you crazy is just absurd and i feel like i suspect at least for at least for the for the near term like this solves a lot of that for you and so now your sort of your scenario is that you can go and just you just take this with you and it will work great and you can use it as a laptop you can use you can hook it up to an external monitor and keyboard if you need to like you could have previously but you have the flexibility between both uh, power wise it seems good uh, sound wise in terms of not needing to spin up its speakers or its fans and when it does need its fans they're quiet like all of that stuff seems to be just like heading in the direction of it's sort of perfect for you in at the end of the day it is still a laptop and so it still has, you know, as you mentioned, fans. Like, I've almost never heard the fans on my iMac Pro. Uh, and the, with the laptop, you do still occasionally hear them. It depends on what you're doing, of course. And, it, like, you know, certain workloads, you're always going to hear the fans. But that's just the nature of it. it. You know, it does get hot under your hands if you're pushing it hard. Like, there's still, it's still a laptop. But before, like, for the last few years, since the touch bar generation and, and these butterfly keyboards, like, 
there's just been this giant like elephant in the room like okay it, it, yeah they're fast they have nice screens and everything but i hate typing on them and i make a bunch of mistakes <laughs> and and that that just was a like dark cloud over any of my efforts to try to actually get work done on these things and i did like i would i would still bring them on trips i would still use them you know different rooms of the house sometimes like i i would still travel with them and work on them and and i did get work done on them i just hated every moment of it and i made a lot of mistakes so to have just the fundamental of that be fixed yes it is still a laptop yes i'm still preferring a desktop most of the time now, when I go on a, on a trip, I'm not going to want to, like, wheel my iMac Pro <laughs> to a rental house for a weekend just yeah. to avoid using a, using a butterfly keyboard. <laughs> that, that seems like a more sane scenario. Yeah, I think a, so. a laptop in a bag and carrying <laughs> the bag yes. rather than having a gigantic thing on wheels that you're that you're wheeling around just for that purpose. Yeah, because, like, like, because I, I dislike the keyboard so much, I really would avoid using my laptop. Like I, I would, I would use it only reluctantly, and I would, I would try to minimize the amount of uh, use that I, that it actually got because I, I just didn't like it very much. And this changes that. Like I've already noticed, like, like you know, things that I had been doing on my iPad before around the house, now I'm doing on this. And you know, it's not going to replace it completely, but like I, I used to use my iPad for a lot more portable stuff. Or around the house stuff, just because I I hated that keyboard so much, or I was afraid to like use it around the kitchen or things yeah. like that, <laughs> and, or the uh, beach, yeah, where there's sand or the world where there's anything. And, but <laughs> but you know, just to have it, just it feels like a weight has been lifted off of me. Like as as I use this, I'm like, oh, thank God! Like I just I can just use it. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not fighting it. It doesn't seem like it's fighting me. I'm not angry at it. <laughs> like it's just it's just normal again. It's what all laptops before 2015 used to be. And, you know, so again, it still has compromises as a laptop, but the basics are now fixed. And so I'm able to enjoy it and use it the way people are supposed to use laptops, you know? So that, that makes me very happy. And for, for development work, it's fantastic. I mean, like I, I did my, um, my overcast build test this is the review that i got is, is the eight core i9 model so it's like the highest end cpu uh and it built overcast in almost exactly the same time as my 10 core imac pro it's just fantastic and, and these are the same chips like if anybody out there if you have if you got the um the earlier 2019 revision the one that came out around may these are the same chips as those the same cpus at least gpu is new uh but yeah otherwise it's just fantastic and i feel like i think for years and years the 15 inch macbook pro was just the like that was that was the default and if you were a developer of any of any sort like that is what that is the computer that you got it was issued to you by your employer you bought it for yourself like that was the default and the really the like the nuancing and the questions that we you know sort of people in like tech news or things you go back and forth and I was like, oh, do you really need the RAM upgrade or do you really need uh, how big of a, you know, how big of a hard drive do you need? Like those are the kinds of questions that you'd be asking. And I feel like hopefully we're now back onto the path where that's the kind of nuance and things that we can be dealing with rather than this whole complicated like, oh, do you, I mean, should you get this generation or this, like this one, they said they slightly fixed the membranes and that's slightly better, but is that going to work? Like it's just in some ways in a good way, 
like the best kind of solution to a problem like this is to me that you just don't think about it anymore, that it just disappears and becomes um, not an, it's just a non-issue and you can just go back to it. Just, it's just a tool. It just exists. It does its job and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to baby it. You can just do it. And I kind of get the feeling that this will just go back to that. We're like, this is the default, um, like this is the default laptop for most developers. You get an iMac Pro or an iMac if you are just like, if you are in, in one place or have particularly heavy computational needs. Otherwise, you get one of these. Maybe you connect it to an external display. Maybe you don't. That's just kind of, you know, probably like the main reason to do that is probably ergonomics. Um, and, you know, if you do particularly large spread things, but otherwise, like, It'll work great. It's a great, it's a good good computer, and hey, it even has an escape key. So if you're a Vim user, <laughs> yep, you can you know you can you can happily hit escape without the like hitting escape on a touch bar. Like the the previous sort of scenario was just the strangest feeling. Like, it was I just never liked punitive. It. Yeah, it just <laughs> it, and I always had to look down. Like even if I knew the like I could do it without hitting it, but I just didn't trust myself in a weird way. Like it didn't. There's no satisfaction of just reaching up and hitting it and knowing you hit it. And anyway, so I was delighted to see that the, like, just a, a real escape key, like, and it doesn't, I think when I remember when they first came out with the touch bar, there was this a bit of a thing about like, oh, would it, would it ruin the aesthetics of the, of, of the display to have an, like have it a key next to the touch bar in that way. And it's like, I'm looking at it and it's like, no, it looks great. It looks better. Like the, rather than having the low resolution escape key projected onto a, um, like a display that isn't that then means that it's slightly inset and the sizing is wrong and like all those things like the aesthetics of this look so much better it's well aligned with the tilde key like it just it looks great yeah and it's just and i, I like what you said about like, you know this is, this is like the developer machine and and apple like they've they've trickled out little bits of information over the last uh, year or so about pros and, and you know how they cater to pros and a couple little things that, that they've said one of which they said that uh developers are their largest pro market segment and they've said that the 15-inch MacBook Pro, and now the 16, but you know, before the 15-inch MacBook Pro was their number one selling pro product. Combine those two pieces of information, <laughs> this really is the developer laptop. Like, if developers are their biggest pro segment, and this is their biggest pro product, chances are they sell a lot of these to developers. And yeah, anecdotally, you're, you're right. Like, you look around like any tech startup, anywhere that employs software developers, you're going to see a lot of 15 inch macbook pros and that's been the case for a decade and so like it's it's been there for a long time it's very solid very established uh and so it's it really is like the developer computer and all the things they showed yeah you know it's also the youtuber computer and everything that's great but for for our purposes like this is the developer computer and to to make changes that that like break some symmetry and and make it slightly bigger and heavier but that make it extra awesome for developers and that fix significant problems we have the previous one really goes to show that like there, I really do think there was this era of, you know, form over function being out of whack at Apple. Like there were, it really was form over function too much, uh, over the last, like, you know, like five, seven years, whatever. And it really does seem like they have pulled out of that in a big way. And we saw bits and pieces of that. We saw like, you know, the, the Mac pro, the iMac pro, the update updated the Mac Mini last year. Like like they've been they've been coming out of that form over function slowly, but the laptops were like the huge, like unsolved area of that. And with this, they start solving it. And this isn't on every model. Like they, you still have the butterfly keyboard in the smaller models, but 
for the one that they sell the most of to developers, I think, uh, and the one that's most relevant to our audience and to us, uh, the 15 inch, which is now 16, uh, it is, it is finally good. <laughs> it is finally fixed. And we can finally get rid of all that drama of like, yeah. as you say, like, like, you know, just going back to not having to think about it. It's a tool. We can use it to get our work done and we don't have to think about like, is my keyboard going to break? Cause I had a cookie over it. Yeah. Do you think this, and this in combination with the, the new Mac Pro makes the iMac Pro feel in a bit of a weird place. Like, because I was thinking about it when I was, I mean, I, I'm happy with my current setup, but I could see it kind of when I try and project forward into a year or two. Like, it becomes, like you were saying, this, you know, in, in the current incarnation CPU-wise, it's performance-wise, it is in a in the same class anyway as, as an iMac Pro for like developer tasks and obviously the extremes on both ends are are always going to be weird you know if you're doing some kind of crazy multi-core situation or you're doing you know video editing or things that aren't, aren't developer common tasks like i'm starting to wonder like does this develop does this in some ways replace the imac pro for a, a lot of people or replace that sort of that desire because in many ways when i got the imac pro a big part of it, in addition to the disp- like, I, I just like having a big screen, which of course now Apple sells a big screen, um, even bigger. In fact, well, um, it's quite a bit more money. <laughs> it's a lot more money. I'm I, I'm still in the camp that I sus- I hope and expect that at some point there will be a a non pro um, uh, Apple display again. And I don't know. If, like, I'm a patient person. If that's not this fall, if that's next year or something, that's fine. But like, going to a world where getting a going back like. For years and years, I was a I had a, a MacBook Pro, and I had an external display, like the very classic setup. I mean, even back in the old days, where I used to have the like the the the, the three cord cord that would come out of the Apple display <laughs> yeah, that the, had the power, the, the display, and the USB, and a right? USB. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you would plug those three things in. Like like that was like I, like my desk was the desk on the Apple website where you know they, they have the, <laughs> that as the picture. Though, except of course, I have a Microsoft keyboard, but you know. Sh- don't, don't tell anyone about that part. But that was me. I think that that setup is so like the fundamentals of that setup are so nice because there's no file syncing. There's no um, dealing with like moving around. It's this very seamless experience. If you want to get up and move somewhere, you want to go, tra- you know, for a day, for an hour, for a, you know, just you just you want to take you know, you're traveling away from your computer like you're not you never feel like, oh, no, where's that file? You just have one computer. That's really nice. One computer to back up, one computer to manage like that setup is really good. And I think like the next time I upgrade, I could see this being that much more compelling than an iMac pro, because I think the use cases where an iMac pro made sense become much more like, maybe you should get a Mac pro where like, if you really need power, like get some power, man, like go crazy. Um, <laughs> if you, if, if you need just the normal setup where, you know, I think you were saying like overcast, I think you said it was compiled in, it's like a minute ish or something. Yeah. Like, from, from, a, from a clean install, an Xcode build on the command line takes about 40 seconds. Yeah. And so like, you don't need it to be much faster. And I mean, obviously you're doing, um, like objective C, um, which I think it's compiled, it's compilation and setup is, is a bit more, um, constrained, I would say than than Swift is and Swift UI, those kinds of, like there's some situations where compilation speed is still a thing, but honestly, in those situations, in my experience, like it only sort of matters what computer you're on because the issues are like every now and then the type checking in Swift will go like it'll just like go exponential and it doesn't matter what computer you have. <laughs> right. It's just like all of a sudden it's just like it's just broken and you need to change your code and like you can't fix that. But I don't know. I'm 
I am intrigued by that as a possibility that the MacBook Pro goes back to being like, yep, no, there's no complaints about it. It works great. Get this, get, you know, an external display of some kind and like you're back in business. And it's that nice, simple, straightforward, um, like world in which I think, you know, I mean, I lived in that, that world for like eight years, nine years, and it was great. Yeah, I was I was there too for a while from from my entire for my entire first job and for about half a tumbler. I that's I, I rocked that setup of fifteen inch laptop plugged into an external monitor and and external keyboard and mouse like stuff up on a stand. It's a great setup for all the reasons you mentioned, and, and I think I think it's still very popular today. I think a lot of developers do that because, especially if you, like if you work for a big company, they mostly don't want to buy you two computers. Like most of the time, like they'll buy you a laptop, and you can either, you can use it on your desk. Or you can have it. You may, maybe you can get them to get you a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse. But like, they mostly just buy their employees laptops. Period, and that's it. Um, so that, that's one of the many reasons why these are so popular among developers is that a lot of times their workplaces just get them for them, and that's it. Uh, but it, yeah, it is like all those all the things you mentioned about just having one computer to keep things on. To like, I can't tell you how much time I've wasted doing things like making sure my signing certificates and provisioning profiles matched up between my two computers or get and yes i know about the export developer identity thing yeah guess what it doesn't doesn't always work (laughs) i either one of my one of my apps i still can only build on one of my computers (laughs) right like there's something in keychain that's weird or something like there's always there's so much stuff like that right yeah and i just i just hope that computer doesn't die because right now that's the only (laughs) way i can build it yeah like so many times i've had to like you know go out delete all my certificates out of keychain start over like import stuff like it's been you know so much hassle of getting things back and forth getting getting git repos to both be in the same state so i can continue work on one or the other or or you know having oh i gotta update xcode during beta season on two computers like there there is a lot of benefit to only having one computer as your main one. I personally love desktops so much that I don't think I'm going to go back to that for the foreseeable future. And and desktops still have a lot of advantages. Like again, I mentioned the silence. Like I, no matter what I do to my iMac Pro, I have not heard the fans, and that's wonderful because I hate fan noise. And so like and and to have something that's like permanently set up as a permanent appliance, it's always running, it's always on, it's always awake. I, it can run network services for my home and everything. Like that's fantastic. And so I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of that. But now the the advantages of a desktop have just gotten slimmer over time. Like the it used to be that you needed a desktop to get any kind of reasonable performance for high end use, and that's that hasn't been the case for a long time. And and the the gap, the performance gap has has narrowed significantly over time especially in the last few years as laptop core counts have gone up like you know now you can get a, a an 8 core laptop or even if you even in the 13 inch class you can get a 4 core that was unheard of like 3 years ago and now we have all this and desktops are still faster like if i and you know i'm to in all fairness i'm comparing a top spec cpu brand new laptop to a mid spec cpu 2 year old iMac pro so this is not like apples to apples comparison here. Well, okay, sorry for the pun, but <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm not the first one to ever say that. But uh, but it's the the gap is so small now for a lot of people's tasks that it's effectively the same. Like if I you know if I run Geekbench on these computers, the iMac Pro is going to show a huge gain in multi core. Actually, probably not that huge anymore. Eight core versus ten core, it's not going to be that huge anymore. But the it's iMac Pro, yeah, the iMac Pro is going to be better, but in real world building and stuff you're hitting the ssd a lot you're hitting you know the the memory buses and everything like it's it's more complex than just number of cpu cores and clock speed you, you know you have thermal difference between the two uh and so there are 
depending on what you're doing, like if you're building Photoshop from scratch, you know what? Yeah, get get the Mac Pro and get all get the most cores you can throw in there because you're going to be doing like a what a half hour long build from from a clean maybe like it's going to be a long sure. build right. But when I'm building my project in 40 seconds from clean and in much less than that when it's not a clean, that's at that point like I can fit in a laptop. So it's like if you are building something more complex than Overcast, then by all means, you know you might need more than this. But I have reached the point in performance now that even on these modern laptops it builds my project quickly enough most of the time for what i need so i can do quite a lot of work on a laptop and be totally fine yeah and this, i think the reality is with performance and with development is i just needs to be fast enough that it gets out of my way because usually yes. me thinking is the problem and the slow part like i'm this like the squishy organic bit in the middle that's me is the issue it's not like the ability of the compiler to keep up with me changing a file because if it's doing incremental d- compilation like c- compiling one file in a, this big project is essentially instantaneous from my perspective so it's like it just needs to get out of my way in that way and i, I think most computer sort of if you get a medium to high spec you know macbook pro imac pro you probably even a 5k imac like it's there and it's unlikely that unless you're doing something really specific in which case you know and that's like you can't give general advice to specific people because like they're having specific situations but like for most people it's fine and you'll be great we are brought to you this week by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. You can get a server running in seconds. Your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Whether you're working on your first server or you're deploying a big complex system, Linode is where to go. They have the fastest hardware and network. They have outstanding customer support when you ever need help. And it's super easy to launch a Linode cloud server. They also now have block storage available in a whole bunch of data centers, soon to be released in Tokyo too. Version 4 of their RESTful API is out of beta and has an officially supported Python CLI and they've actually built their entire new control panel using their own API. So anything you can do with the control panel, you can also do in the API. Also, they're hiring. So if you want to learn more and check out what Linode's looking for in an employee, go to linode.com slash careers. That sounds good to you. So Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gig of RAM in a server for just $5 a month, and they have all sorts of higher-end servers from there to grow your needs. Linode also has special offers for our listeners. As a listener of the show, you can go to linode.com slash radar and use promo code radar2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. So on that $5 a month plan, that could be four months free. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash radar and promo code radar2019. Learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show, hosting all of my servers, and for sponsoring Relay FM. So I think to wrap up this, something that I kind of a slightly more meta topic, not specifically about this uh, this great new machine that Apple released today, um, is I wanted to talk a little bit about, say, the, your experience in the last, I guess, tw- like 24 hours, um, where it's like, it, 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 we don't need to go into all the details, but essentially you, you, were, you, you went to a press briefing, you were get in, you know, you have a pre-release version of this. And I think that... A is just super cool. I think it's A, it's, it's, and it's a wonderful recognition of sort of the work and effort and consistency that you've had in covering Apple and talking about Apple and doing podcasting and blogging. And I think it's lovely to see Apple recognize that and to, it's like reward is the wrong word because it's like, it's dealing with the press, but it's like, to, I think maybe recognition is the right word. That it's like, they're recognizing that 
you have consistently been a, a critic of this. I think they're, they're, they're honestly probably interested in getting your feedback and talking about it. But I think, hey, it's just really, hey, it's just super cool. And, um, it, I'm like, I'm, I'm super thrilled for you that, like, that's, that's where you are. And it's very cool that they, they brought you down there. And I think. Thank you. It's, it's a huge honor. And that's, and it's just, it's just great. Like, I, I love seeing, I think there's an element that, that I always love with Apple where it's like, there's an element that the smaller, more independent voices are very often, like, well well regarded both in the community and within apple and i think that is something that whenever i see like sort of that that characteristic and that character at, at apple it just makes me feel good obviously because i am a small independent voice um but i think more generally it speaks to it it's like encouraging the long tail and encouraging the um the the sort of the variety and the diversity in their community that is you know in, in general with most things like diversity breeds innovation breeds um, like a more complete and thorough ecosystem and finds, you know, finds new opportunities and finds growth. And so I'm delighted to see that. Um, and also I just, it was something that I think about where I, you know, as far as I could tell, like, you know, they, they, I was this morning at, uh, 8.30 AM, like the world was bombarded by reviews and podcasts and videos and all these kinds of things about this new 16 inch MacBook pro. And it's kind of cool that I, you know, uh, the first thing, the, like the first thing that I, 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 I'm the first media that I, I consumed to get to, to familiarize myself with the 16 inch MacBook Pro was this morning's ATP. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And I was very excited to, you know, to, to see that. And that, that's where I wanted to go. And I think what's fascinating too is you were able to turn that around, you know, a, a non insubstantial length podcast um, with, with high production quality and uh, like consistent experience with if you've been an ATP listener. And I think in many ways that is because you have the repetition and the experience and the like the confidence to be able to take that on that you recorded that episode. You know, you had a very brief window from when your briefings ended um, yesterday. Wow. Yesterday. Yep. Um, till <laughs> 8.30 a.m. this morning to get an episode recorded, to get it edited, to get it put together, to have all the hosting and the infrastructure like you had done the reps to make that happen so that you could have the confidence to do that. And I think that is just something that I wanted to point out that I think very often in general, especially as an independent developer or in kind of in, when you're on your own to do things more, you have to take on more yourself being uh, em- embracing the, the sense of repetition and experience with a variety of tools is a useful thing because you never know when you're going to kind of find yourself in a situation where like in this case apple reaches out to you and says hey we'd like to have you come to this thing and the embargo drops less than 24 hours from now if you hadn't had done you know, hundreds of episodes of podcasts in the past like being able to turn around a well-edited podcast that is worthy of that experience would have likely been intimidating if not impossible and I feel like that same thing happens in development where a lot of times I am thankful that I've shipped so many apps and I've done so much, like I've done so much speculative prototypey kind of like throwaway work over the years so that every now and then an opportunity will arrive, a new, a new API, a new device, something will come along and I'm able to jump on it right away and work on it. And that experience is what allows you to have the confidence to do that. And I think it's just something I want to mention that it is useful and it is a worthwhile thing to seek out, to try new things, to have experience on a variety of things and to have experience and repetition there so that you can take advantage of these opportunities because it would have been kind of, kind of sad and lame if Apple had said, Hey, we'd love to have you come out to a briefing. We'd like to do this thing. And the episode of ATP, you know, drops on Friday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
that wouldn't have been cool, but you were able to do it and turn it around and do it in, it wasn't like you cut corners to make that happen because of the experience. And I think, A, that's really cool and speaks to your skill at, and experience with that. And I think it recognizes that that's an important thing for you know, for, for developers and for people, you know, just professionals more generally to have those kind of skills honed in to be able to take advantage of opportunities when they come up. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I, it, it's very much like a production flow mindset. It's like, like if you see any, any kind of, you know, group of people who, who produces the same kind of thing over and over again, whether it's like people who work in a theater or even people who like work in a restaurant, like where you're, you're, just, you're putting on like events or creating some kind of output that's you're just doing the same thing over and over again you need to like really hone that skill and, and over time you just get really good at like cranking it out it's just because you're doing it all the time and you're you're working through the process you're improving your tools and everything and and your skills are getting better and and that's you know that's what this is that, that's what i do with podcasts that's what you do with creating new apps from scratch like you do it so yeah. much that you're really good at it i like i'm i'm bad at that um, but I'm really good at making podcasts. I've made, you know, about, I don't know, probably a, a six or 700 podcast episodes so far. And like, it's, I'm just, I crank them out. Like, it's just, a, it's, it's a production. It's like a flow of a mindset. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's one of those things like you just get better with practice. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, it's, it is, it is wonderful that you, it, that practice means that you can now take advantage of that opportunity. And like, I think that is the, just the, it's like, they always say, it's like, uh, what is it luck favors the well-prepared? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's that kind of a thing where it, it allows you to take advantage of things when they come up and it's really cool that it comes up and now you've like, you know, you, you were able to, to be there and do this and, you know, like, I don't know. I, I just think that, that, that is so, that is so cool to see and that to imagine that you now have a 16 inch MacBook pro on your desk that, um, you know, no one else does, but you, yours is there and you can use it and you can experience it and you can review it and take and take advantage of it, you know, before anyone else um, as a result, which is really cool. Oh, it's so good. You should go get one. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye.